Hello everyone, my name is always Asmao. Welcome to another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, a show where we talk career experiences, entrepreneurship and investments. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful other than just climbing the corporate ladder. We are live on LinkedIn and YouTube and the show will be on the podcast by tomorrow morning. Don't forget to like, subscribe and click on the notification bell to get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. If you're joining us live, please drop a one in the comments so that we know we're not talking to ourselves. And drop a two in the comments if you're watching the recording. My guest for this week is Chantal Water, a recruitment strategist, career coach, and entrepreneur. She helps people who feel unfulfilled in their careers to get the job that they are passionate about, even on a global scale. Chantal, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Uwes. And I'm just going to say this at last. I've been asking you forever. <laughs> Really, That's really excited secret. to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Let's jump into questions. Let's tell us your story. Maybe where do you come from? And even outside of work, who is Chantal Boita? Give us the backstory. Wow. Okay. So how much do you want? How much time do you have? <laughs> Uwe's bottom line is I am someone who I'm just a normal person, just like everyone else. You know, there's nothing special about me. For years and years and years, actually for 20 years, my career kind of just went from one thing to the next. I was a single mom, so it was always about money. It was never about fulfillment. It was never strategic. It was never what do you want, Chantel. It was always just about plugging that need and being that single mom. Um, and I kind of rolled, like I say, from one thing to the next. And then I had a defining moment when my father passed away about 10 years ago. I was just coming out of a two-year unemployed period. I was on the bones of my backside. We had been homeless for two years. No, we weren't living on the street. We were house sitting, staying with family, moving every two to five days kind of scenario. That was our life for two years. So it was really tough. My dad was my biggest supporter at the time. And you might have heard me talk about this. I do talk about it often. He's my inspiration. I was having a massive pity party with him one, one day. And I was saying, why me? Why me? Why am I going through this? I don't understand. Why can't I find work? Why can't things just turn around? It's so hard. And he said to me, Sean, stop asking why and ask instead, what now? And that set me on the path. For the last 10 years, I've been asking, what now? Because life is a series or success is the sum of small incremental efforts. And it's those steps that I've taken daily that have guided me to find my dream career, to ask the big questions, to find fulfillment. And I created my dream career. I am as happy as a pig in the proverbial. I love what I do. I love being able to touch people's lives. And I think it's no secret that I'm traveling at the moment. I've become houseless consciously and intentionally. Um, I'm sitting in Mozambique as we speak. I get to travel. I get to help people across the world. I'm living my dream. And if I can do it, so can everyone else. So inside work and outside work sounds very similar, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. You know what? I believe, I believe if you, you know what, Uwe, so at the end of the day, our career takes up so much of our, of our livelihoods. And I'm talking again about normal people. I'm not talking about playboys with trust funds and all the rest of it. Your career takes up so much of your time you need to be in a career that is you inside and outside of work. You know, when I meet people in a social setting, I end up coaching them because that's who I am. 
so yes it is very similar i know there is a blurred line there <laughs> so this is a question i've always wanted to ask i see it in your posts all the time or it props up every now and then the hidden job market what is uh, the hidden job market and uh, how do i get access to this hidden job market <laughs> okay so the hidden job market is very simply everything that happens before a position gets advertised so i'm going to give you an example when i was running the campus right um i knew my staff and every single line manager knows their staff you get an inkling as a line manager oh i think samantha is looking for work you get an inkling that joseph is not as engaged as he used to be you know your team and even though you can't actively recruit to replace these people you start keeping a weather eye on the horizon for potential replacements there are other circumstances that could also lead so it could be disengagement it could be just a feeling a manager gets it could be growth plans perhaps i've just signed off on a project but we haven't quite launched the project but i know i'm going to need 10 new resources so i start checking and talking to people and saying you know what I'm not yet ready to advertise, but I'm going to need 10 new people in the next month or two. Perhaps there's a performance process going on. When there's a performance process, a manager can't advertise the vacancy. And I myself have managed performance processes that I knew the outcome would be dismissal. I, I knew that's what I was heading towards with that particular staff member. So I know I need to replace, but legally I can't advertise. So as a manager, what I would do is I would start talking to colleagues, stop, start talking to friends, start trawling LinkedIn, give an informal heads up to some recruiters that I work closely with. So that, in a nutshell, is the hidden job market. If you want to think of it as an iceberg, the stuff on the tip of the iceberg is the advertised stuff. The other stuff, up to 80% of all hires are word of mouth. That's the stuff under the surface. That's where you need to be. So in answer to, does that answer what it is? Because I'm still going to answer how to access it. Yes, yes. Go for it. So, okay, go for it. <laughs> okay, so now how to access it. Clarity, clarity, clarity. You've heard me talk about clarity. It is so important to know who you are and the value that you bring to the table. You cannot sit there and say, and yes, I'm going to take a knock at you. I'm going to use you personally. You cannot say, I am an accountant. Who cares? There's hundreds of thousands of accountants out there. What is your claim to fame? What is your thing? And if you, Uwes, were looking for a position in the hidden job market, your claim to fame, from what I see from your posts, would be that you love helping youngsters, you love mentoring youngsters, you love helping people on their career journey. That's your claim to fame. That's something that not all accountants do. Now, I'm sure you've got other differentiators that are um, you know, cost-saving or perhaps more directly related to being an accountant. But first of all, you have to identify what's your claim to fame. Who are you? Once you know who you are, you've got to start playing in those circles in the direction that you want to go. So you, Uwes, would want to join a company that perhaps has scope for mentorship or that has mentorship programs or something like that. So you want to start connecting with and networking with and talking to those people who play in those circles so that they can start getting to know who you are from a value-adding perspective, not from a please-can-I-have-job perspective. Does that make sense? <laughs> makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of start making me think now, but okay. Uh, no, no, no. You're quite happy in your role. I know we can't trust that. 
if anybody's got any questions for Chantal, please add the questions to the comments section now. We'll deal with all the questions towards the end. So, so, so Chantal, as someone in the recruitment space, how are you seeing the current job market for professionals? Are there any industries that stand out? Because I know like a year ago, everybody say, okay, it's COVID, people aren't hiring. But I mean, we're, we're a year and a half past like first lockdown. So what, what, what are you seeing in the space? So in terms of trends and things that I'm starting to pick up, it's not specific to industry at the moment. And I have no doubt that there are industry-specific trends. But there's two trends that I'm seeing huge at the moment. Number one, we've got a mass exodus from South Africa. You and I are both based in South Africa. A lot of my clients, as much as I work internationally, a lot of my clients are in South Africa, and there's a mass exodus. So I do work closely with clients who are immigrating in terms of positioning them for the global job market. So that's the big trend. We've got an exodus, without a doubt. Um, the second trend is that people are, I think there's a shift in global consciousness, and people are starting to ask the big questions. And there's this drive for fulfillment. There's this drive for, is this all there is? You know, and, and people are really starting to ask those questions. So there's a lot of career transitions going on where people are saying, man, I've been an accountant for the last 20 years, but that's not who I am. You know, who am I and what do I want to do and how do I add value? People are wanting to add value. There's this, like I say, this global consciousness. There's this return to humanity. And, of course, the big questions. What is my purpose in life? What is my dream job? And you know me, I'm always harping on about the dream job. <laughs> So that's what I've picked up. Okay. You know, that gives us good understanding. Mm. Uh, maybe if I can ask, I mean, you deal with a lot of professionals, like you say, what is the biggest mistake you see professionals make before they come to you or when they start looking for a job? Okay, I'm going to open up a hornet's nest now. <laughs> Go for it. They, hi they hire CV writers. I cannot tell you how many cleanup operations I've had to do after so-called CV writers have... Um, tried to write someone's CV. And this is not a CV writing bashing exercise. You know, I have no doubt that there are good CV writers out there. But by and all, if I had to generalize, the problem with CV writers is they subscribe to a certain formula. They've got their own template, off they go, they interview you, they ask a couple of questions. But there isn't a coaching methodology that comes behind that CV writing that says, who are you? What are your differentiators? I mean, just yesterday, I read through someone's CV, one of my clients who'd hired a CV writer, and it's not her. That's the other thing. Everything in the CV, it's written in the third person. It's not her. I said to her, I'm not feeling, and I know you, I'm not feeling you jump out of the page here. You know, so I really think that people are doing themselves a disservice when they hire CV writers. And I know it's hard work. But you are the only person that's qualified to write your own CV. And I think that's the biggest mistake people are making these days. We have an outsourced culture, which is great. I have no problem. If you don't have the skill, like for me, I have a great accountant. I don't have the skill to do that. He does that, you know. And that's perfect. But the bottom line is you can't outsource your CV. You know your job history. You know the difference you've made. And you know how best to present yourself. And that's where a career coach or someone can start pulling that meat out and guiding you in the right direction. And I didn't even think about that. Somebody's always going to write it from their own perspective. So that's not even going to be the first. Okay. That, that, that's good advice. 
Absolutely. Now, you mentioned, you, you, you touched on it slightly, but most people would assume that because you're based in South Africa that you only focus on South Africa. So talk to us a little bit about those global opportunities that you've helped people get. Okay, so most of my work has been with people from South Africa immigrating and going out of South Africa. I would probably estimate between 50 and 70% of my clients have been South Africans who are immigrating. And I've worked with people who have successfully found jobs in Ireland, in the UK, in Europe, in the Netherlands, New Zealand, Australia. The US is one destination that I haven't had a client go over to yet, but we have got clients in the pipeline on that side. Then I've had another couple of clients come to me from other countries. I'm currently working with people based in the US, um, England, Australia, um, who are also seeking opportunities in their own country. And I think the key takeaway here, Uwes, is what a lot of people get confused about is when they're, when they're embarking on a global job search is they think they need to hire an immigration consultant. And again, immigration consultants offer a CV writing service and a job seeking service as part of their process. But I'm going to say to you, if you need a plumber in your house, you don't hire an electrician. Let your immigration consultant handle your visas and let a career coach who knows careers handle your career um, transitions. The thing is, people get sucked in by this and they think, oh, I need a UK format CV. And I'm going to call BS on that. There is no such thing as a country format CV. And incidentally, I got kicked off a Facebook group for saying that very thing. But I stand by what I say. There is no specific country format. No recruiter or line manager is ever going to shut your CV down if you've got the stuff they're looking for. And the stuff they're looking for is outcomes. That speaks a global language. Bottom line. Bottom line. It doesn't matter what your CV looks like. So does that answer your question? I feel like I kind of went down a garden pathway. It does. I mean, my main takeaway is if your CV is not talking about outcomes, you're not, you need to fix it, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe this is the question that I like asking all my guests. What is one piece of advice you would give your younger self? You know, I had this, I had this thought the other day. Um, I think, again, it's no secret that I've been on a massive mindset journey personally since before I started this business and even more so since I've started this business. And I've really got to grips with mindset and the power of mindset. And, and really, success... 80% psychology, only 20% mechanics. So if I had to give my younger self any advice, it would be my God, girl, get your freaking mindset right. And appended to that, if I had to go back and raise my son again, my son is 24, and I'm now teaching him about mindset. But imagine if I had taught him this when he was three and four and five. Oh, you know, the difference, the difference when you when you when you approach mindset right. And when you, I, I just, I can't describe it. Things open up, the magic happens. It's a journey you have to, you have to take control of your mindset. You are not a victim. And I think I lived like a victim for 20 years. That's a great takeaway. That's a great takeaway. I'm just going to go through, see if there's any questions coming through from the audience. They seem sure. to be enjoying it more than, than having any questions. So, uh, <laughs> I see living la vida local Mozambique. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Absolutely. I have to just say, when we started this call before we went live, Uwe said to me, is that a virtual background? I said, no, this is outside my house where I'm staying. 
that's that's some serious flexing but anyways we're gonna move <laughs> we're gonna move on <laughs> Chantal, any last words from you or anything that we didn't discuss that you'd like the audience to know now is the time i think what i want to say is decide what you want you know when you go into a restaurant or when you go into a car dealership or when you go into a shop wherever you go the first thing they're going to ask you is what do you want what can I bring you to drink? What do you want? What do you want to eat? Now, when we go into our job search, we go into the job search saying, I want a job. Decide what you want. Dream big. Map the dream. Figure out how many steps it's going to take to get there. Believe in the dream. Support yourself from a mindset perspective. And then do the strategy work. But you have to start by identifying what you want. A job is not identifying what you want and there's too many people who say i want a job how can so if people wanted to find out a little bit more they've listened about the uh, the hidden job market uh, and they want to learn a little bit more how can they reach you or what's the best way to to get hold of more knowledge from you okay so i'm on linkedin obviously i'm sure Uwais is going to tag me or something but i mean we're closely aligned so it's all good you can find me on linkedin you can also find me on Facebook, Chantal Buerta, Recruitment Strategist and Coach. Uh, you can also email me. Um, all my email details are on LinkedIn or on Facebook, so you can find all of that there. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. So uh, I, I want to end off, but I almost feel it's Black Friday on Friday. So I want to. there must be something that, that, I, that, that I can get from you for Black Friday. What can I get from you for Black Friday? <laughs> Absolutely. So I need to tell you. The first sort of bit of my business, I thought I will never do Black Friday. And then I created this digital program. And of course, Black Friday is all about digital products, traditionally anyway. So this year I thought, well, I have to do a Black Friday offer. So guys, if you've heard about it, I have a digital masterclass village. It is a holistic job search program. So we start with that clarity. We look at your collateral, your CV, your LinkedIn. We look at interview techniques. We go through the whole strategy. We do a lot of hidden job market in there. And it's a community. You are surrounded by people who are going through exactly what you're going through. So that is the Digital Masterclass Village. The normal price I'm going to quote in South African rands is 2,500 South African rand. I've got it on a 50% offer. So it's available at 1250 up until midnight on Friday. So as soon as Uwais posts this um, LinkedIn Live, I'm going to come in and just put a link in the bottom in the comments. And you can click through, read my latest success story, and then you can book your spot on the Digital Masterclass Village from there. If you're looking for a job that you're passionate about, that's a good place to start. It's a good place to start. Absolutely. The show has been, the show has been live on YouTube and will be on, on the podcast by, uh, by tomorrow morning. If you're watching on YouTube or, or listening on the podcast and you feel it's added value, don't forget to like, subscribe, and click on the notification bell so that you get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. Chantal, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Uwais. It's been so much fun. I've really, really enjoyed it. And I hope that the audience has got value out of this, which is really what it's about. True. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat. Goodbye. <laughs>